Hello, and welcome to Two Filthy Nerds, because we're filthy, and we're nerds, and there's two of us, and we're back together. We're back together, locked in the Ravenclaw Tower. You guys, it has been a long road being away from one another, but we did it. We survived. She survived. Barely. My boyfriend didn't murder me the whole time I was in his space. What a hero he is. I I really have to say you guys have an incredible relationship. My, maybe not anymore after that month of being trapped together. I'm just kidding. I love him and it's sustained. We're going we're going strong. It is incredible that you lived in a little room together. Yeah. It was uh that room doesn't look like it has a lot of walking space because every time Andy walks in, it looks like he's creeping along the wall. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's uh, it looks like the bed takes up the whole room. It does. There's a bed and then I sit in the desk. For some reason, he's got a couch in there he won't get rid of, though. Nothing. Peach sits on the couch, I guess. No, it's, it's Peach's bed. It's Peach's bed. Yeah. She also lays in bed with us and growls if we move her. Uh, um, Little bitch. But, you know, it worked out. The nice thing about the whole quarantine was realizing what we would need when we do live together, which is more space. Yeah. Uh, More than we can afford. And so we don't live together. Is that a reason to not live together? Live together? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think uh, here's the thing. I think a lot of people want to they do this thing where they're like oh we could save money by getting a small space together mm-hmm. oh let's you know sacrifice some of the things we would like in our home situation to save some money and then it ends up killing the relationship because there's yeah. no space but if you've proven that living in a small space together works it doesn't work well yeah no it works i uh, like there were two weeks where my therapist i've said this already took vacation over Christmas. A lot of thoughts on that that I don't have time to go into. We were really struggling. I'm a lot when I'm taking care of my mental health. And you're even more when you're not. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm also like messy and that drives people crazy. And in a small space, who is that a, is that an issue with you and Andy, your messiness? Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like a huge issue, but I am disorganized and he I have just have always been someone who I just like why are you making the fucking bed? Why do we make beds? We're going to get back in them. And he is someone who needs the bed to be made for him to feel sane. And that in a nutshell is the the headbutting part of our relationship. You guys butt heads over I don't, the making of a bed? I don't know. It's oh. just, I mean, that's like a metaphor. Okay. Like I the was like, let's make the bed. I'm not going to unmake the bed and be like, this is, you know, mm-hmm. but it's little things like that, that like draw, drive him. He like needs them. I feel like maybe you relate to this needs things to be in a certain place to feel like his brain is organized. Does he ask you to put things in place? Yeah. And then I, I don't go, fuck you. I'm not doing that. But it's because it's his space. Yeah. You know what else he does? He comes to my space and puts things in spaces that I didn't have spaces for. Which And do you get upset about that? Yeah. And I know I shouldn't. This isn't what we're supposed to bitch about. Yeah, we're not bitching about this. The um, thing is, is when you organize an unorganized person's stuff, what you don't realize is it's organized to them. Yeah. I know where everything in the pile is. I get is. that. I get that. In the personal organizing that I do, uh, f- 
on the occasion, which I'm probably going to have to do a lot more because I have no other way of making money. God um, help us all. I was crying, filling out my, uh, going through my expenses for taxes. <sighs> <laughs> I literally was sobbing moments before we came on the air. I'm going to be sobbing next week when I have to do it. Yeah. But uh, sorry, I interrupted you. No, Personal okay. organizing. No, Do you make it a priority to have the person there to like walk yes, through I, the system? It's, depending on what area I'm organizing, I'm not going to organize a highly personalized area unless the person is there. Because you don't want them freaking out that they don't know where yes. their, their documents are. We're there. It's a nice gesture. It's also important when I'm organizing a space to know what your flow of things. So if I'm organizing a kitchen... I'll ask the person, you know, what is your day to day in a kitchen? Like, what are you doing most often in a kitchen? Are you making a smoothie? Okay, cool. So I'm going to make it so that your smoothie ingredients and your smoothie machine and all of that stuff is kind of like in a easily accessible, easily accessible area. So that's not shoved to the back yeah. behind all the pots and pans. You know, that makes uh, sense. In, in the food storage, you know, what foods are you not like? You're not eating canned tomatoes that often. So we can put canned tomatoes on like a lower shelf in the back kind of thing. Wow. So thoughtful. So, you know, I try to organize it so that prominent things are accessible. Um, and then the things you use the most. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. I like that you do that. Cause I think it's like, it's an organ. It's, it's all essentially is it's just trying to organize chaos. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I don't think when Andy organizes my room, I think, I don't think he's doing it to go like you fucking slob. slob. Yeah. I think he's like a nice gesture. It's like a love language of acts of service. Mm -hmm. So I don't get outwardly mad at him. But I come in and I have to go, oh, like I just silently go, oh, no, he put bills away and I'm just not going to pay those because I don't I won't find them. And then I'll be late on my <laughs> that's literally I it's my own brain's fault. But like it stresses me out when someone organizes my stuff. Yeah. But I also am very aware that my stuff not being organized is equally as stressful to that person. Yeah. So it's that it's just you learn a lot about, you know, what you need and learning to balance that and come through for another person. And that's been interesting, but it is nice to be back in my own disorganized space. It doesn't look that disorganized if I'm being perfectly honest. She's I mean, lying. You guys, there's a, there's a pile there's of mail right, right beyond there the camera. That's like a little disorienting. The sheets are coming off the bed. I saw that. There's I two piles. There's two suitcases. Why? Mm -hmm. Where am I going? Why do I have suitcases? Nowhere. Out? Nowhere. Uh, <sighs> but that's neither here nor there. Okay, listen, you guys, a little bit of information before we dive into what will be a quick bitch. We've already gone on, but like, whatever. This is a movie episode because we did a double David Bowie feature. So the episode itself probably won't be as long as a book episode would be. But that's okay. That's okay. As you know, if you've been listening, we are about to get into our seventh and final Harry Potter book. Uh, so we did a palate cleanser. That's what this was. We finished book six. Let's do a little change up for a week and then dive into it. But we're coming toward the end of our, end of our Harry Potter series. And last night after our movie watch, uh, our second movie watch of the week, we had a little, little powwow with the patrons, which you can be a part of patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. Do it. You also get to be a part of those movie watches. Uh, where we kind of came up with, you know, we brought an idea to the table, but we sussed it out with them, got some suggestions, and we made a bracket to vote on what we do next. It's a brilliant idea. Yes. And all of those ideas were submitted by a couple from us, but also from the pa patrons 
uh, who were in the chat. So it was a very interactive experience where we got real suggestions from real listeners who are big fans of the show. And we're going to continue to do that uh, every time we're getting near the end of a series. So you can be part of the suggestions, but also get in on the early bracket voting where we've got 16 things to choose from. Really quick, I'm actually going to run down what they are just for this episode. Um, you have 16 options to vote on. We're going to get down to our eight. You have I have to- my favorites, but I'm not going to say. Yeah, we already voted. Uh, once we get to the final four, here's what's going to happen. We will open it up. So that you all can vote for a donation for one dollar, uno dollar, you get a vote. All the patrons will get their votes automatically, uh, and depending on their level, we're giving for every five dollar a month. So because we have five, twenty-five, and a hundred dollar, mm-hmm. and I think a fifty dollar mm-hmm. subscription level, you get one vote for five dollars. Uh, but you, as an individual listener, can get a vote for one dollar. So you can, you can fucking scam. You could just. Put in a ton of votes for one thing yeah. if you want. Um, and that's a way to let you guys participate, but also fucking pay us for the content we put out. And God, you've heard us talk about how poor we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, here's what we're voting on right now. The, the 16 we're choosing from are The Expanse, John Dies at the End, Space Odyssey series, The Dark Tower series, Twilight, Hunger Games, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, The Marvel Universe, we'd be doing the entire movie series, uh, Lord of the Rings, Chronicles of Narnia, Planet of the Apes, the Witcher. I really could have brought you in on this, but I took over. It's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mark Twain. Uh, and if that one goes all the way through. I'm doing a peanut gallery thing over here. When you say something that I really like, I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's Marvel telling you. Guys, Marvel uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Marvel and Lord of the Rings, by the way, right now, neck and neck. Uh, some of these are its fucking land- landslides, but Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and The Magicians. And so if you feel strongly about one or more of those... Head over to patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. Even if you don't feel that strongly, go. Doesn't everybody like voting? Yeah. Don't we see how much voting helps? How fun it is and what it leads to that it's all a positive experience. Uh huh. Just think if you don't vote, then you can't blame us for how bad this next series is. We will include screenshots of the final uh, outcomes of all of these, uh, these votes so that you cannot come for us. But we will close the 16 round brackets next Sunday when we record. You also get to be part of live recordings Mm -hmm. if you're a patron. Next Sunday is going to be exciting as look. Yeah, because we're first of all, we're going over these, but we'll be diving into kicking it off a book, a book, a numero seven seven. deathly hollows. And also we're starting a new thing next week where our running our filthy mouths this long ass shit you're listening to. Well, not these plugs, but like whatever we bitch about. We're going to make those separate episodes. You'll be able to see them cohesively in the live stream, but that way we can go a little bit longer because uh, our producer, Sam gets on our ass when we talk too much. He's like, get to the fucking book. Nobody cares about your opinions outside of Harry Potter whores. So if that's true. So we found a new place to run our whore mouths. Yeah. You won't have to listen to our whore opinions. And if you love our whore opinions, they will be longer. Our hoary opinions out of our hoary mouths. Just a whole whore, a lot of fun. Yeah. We're going to do the horror. Yeah, the horror. Uh, so before we dive into Labyrinth, which is what this episode is all about. Mm-hmm. Quick bitch. Yeah, let's talk about movies you loved as kids. That didn't hold up or did hold up. Or that did hold up. Just re-watching a movie you loved as a kid because you loved Labyrinth as a kid. Yeah, you have been talking a lot of fucking this movie is the shit. And what are you thinking after you watched? Well, I mean, I guess we'll go into what you're thinking about this, but let's talk about some other ones. Because look, 
I don't know if anyone else deeply regressed into their trauma in the past 10 months being locked up in their own home. And if you didn't tell us how, how? yeah, very, very much one. Yeah. What are you prescribed to? So I can direct my psychiatrist to that. Medication. Yeah. Cause she doesn't seem to be getting it and I don't have a psychiatrist. So. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> cause look, I rewatched the care bears movie. Gotta say, still loved it. Uh huh. Care Bear Stare. Yeah, Care Bear Stare. Nicholas, the fucking orphan kid who's undertaken by the magician. Mm-hmm. He gets taken over by this crazy book. It's a whole thing. Still loved it. Holds Let me tell. Okay. I loved the Care Bears though. Let me tell. I I like them too, but not as much as you. I was more upset learning that the Care Bears were not real than I was when I realized God was a lie made up by elitist to make poor people accept their place in the world. And if you don't believe that, that's fine. I believe that there's something up there. I believe I'm spiritual. This fucking religion thing of a man in charge and a poor God, rich God, poor God and poor God. Well, you're on your own. Poor God is rich dad, poor dad. I know rich dad, rich God, poor God. I mean, it's really God knows your dad. It seems like God forgot about poor people. God is your daddy. And that's why they do all this fucking bullshit in Christianity. And I, I say that as By a way, Christian, as a Catholic. Why did you get so Southern? There's all this bullshit in Christianity. Did I? Yeah, you got Southern. Well, that's because. It makes sense. Keep going. I, I We get it. With subtext, we get all of it. Look, I'm. That I didn't know that I did that. You did. You slipped into Southern. Well, I was Southern when, when I went into your when big, I was at Catholic bigot, Church. Your bigot accent. Yeah, when I start shitting on my own people. Yeah. I mean, this fucking blessed are the poor and hungry, for they will be rewarded. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for it is them who shall live. It's like, oh, yeah, don't worry, poor people. We'll take care of you in heaven, is what the fuck that is. Yeah, that was not the point of this bitch. struggle. This, heaven, all yours. You're going to be rich when you get to heaven. This is a, another rant for another time, but realizing the Care Bears were never going to come and rescue me from my never terrible childhood was real hard for me. But the point is I used to watch these videos. Please comment in the chat of the, uh, if, if you're watching this on fucking, I highly doubt anyone watching this on the comedy store would relate to this, but, but come to, to our social media if you listen to it and you want to comment later. But I, did anyone else watch these videos called we sing? It was, it was like a series of videos. There was like, we sing in Sillyville. We sing nope, at big rock at County Ma- Literally Big Rock Candy Mountain. Grandpa's Magical Toys. Okay, listen. I was in love with these. It's Mm -hmm. like, in one, these kids jump into a coloring book. Were all kids into these or were you just a special kind of loser? I mean, I I think both of those things could still be true, first of all. I think, second of all, fuck you. I mean... You were a loser. You were a shut-in when you were a kid. Absolutely. I was not a shut-in. You don't sound like you were the coolest kid. These are three videos. Yeah. You didn't watch anything as a kid? This is like little kid shit. Like how little are we talking? Like baby Einstein? I don't know because watching, looking. I have a feeling you watched these way too late. No. You know why? I would have thought that too because I was like, I felt like such a close memory. And then I realized when I was watching them, all of these things I watched are before my dad left. So oh. it had to have been eight years old at most. But like, okay, so just for an example, they there's this book where they jump into a coloring book and they're in this whole world where all the different colors are having a fight and they go to different sections where like, oh, colors the, were the fighting. Book, yeah, oh, yeah. God. Oh, the metaphor. <laughs> but as a kid, I watched it and it was really like they jumped into this whole world. Uh-huh. And then 
in a pit of sadness, I hunted down these videos on Amazon. I had to pay extra. When was this pit of sadness? Today? It's, no. You, you often pit in sadness. I It was in this home, so I lived here. Okay, all right. A few months ago, I was sad pitted, and I, th- I don't think my dad was even dead yet, so... You weren't even that sad I didn't even know yet. how big the pit could get, you know? <laughs> and we'll wrap up in a second, but I hunted these down, paid for an extra channel subscription no! on Amazon. I, I wanted to see how I would feel about them. Also, I full disclosure, she has no money. Yeah. She should I, not be getting this. Can someone please Venmo her to reimburse her for the cost of these stupid things? Yeah, they were $20,000. $20,000, uh, send it to her Venmo. Send me my Venmo. JMS Comedy jessica michelle dash singleton jessica michelle dash singleton yep the point is i wasn't going oh these will there was a little part of me that was like maybe these will spark some sort of like deep joy spark but i kind of wanted to see marie kondo i wanted to see and did they no it was so clearly a sound stage like it was so cheaply made i was like i really like i was so little that this seemed you remember the production value much higher than it actually was yes and it's just that's how i felt about labyrinth yeah that you're like oh i remember labyrinth being so fucking cool like oh my god and then i found out that labyrinth was the first time in movie history that a cgi animal was used and i was like oh it looks like trash yeah no it looked like but at the time i blew my fucking mind open that's so funny yeah because i remember like the owl at the beginning we'll get into it you know what we're gonna get into that we're gonna take a break we'll start with the owl and then we got a fucking lot of shit to talk but i'm right there with you we're talking we got we got big 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 things to discuss that's right big things bowie i'm looking at you Okay, we're back. We're talking about Labyrinth. I want to discuss, we mentioned it before we cut to break, that fucking owl. Cool owl. The, that was the very first CGI. Mm-hmm. Very first CGI and uh, in all of movie history. Very first CGI animal. I guess they maybe had used CGI prior to that and had other had used other images, but that was the first CGI animal. That's so, because watching it, as someone who never watched it before, mm-hmm. Seeing that, I was like, oh, this is what we're in for. You know, to me, I was uh-huh, like, uh-huh. Uh, like that looked like if I had spent, if I, if spent, you took a semester of, of not graphic even a design. semester, if I watched a five minute YouTube on how, CGI. yeah, how to use After Effects, mm-hmm. you could have made that owl. I'm probably overstepping. S- I'm sure mm-hmm. if I went and watched a five minute video on this i would go oh well i could just go fuck myself because even that owl is really fucking hard i love that you think you could get through a five minute video with your attention span hey you would, I- in the middle of it you would get up to go to the kitchen to do something and then you'd leave the butter out and you'd leave the refrigerator as door long open as i take my medication i'm fine but if anyone has seen it i lost it and i can't yes she, i'm gonna wait, organize my it? room no i have it I'm okay kidding. i was like oh no but let's just dive in so Okay, so Labyrinth. Uh, it, it starts off the young lady Sarah Williams, uh, played by Jennifer Conley. Uh, Crazy. Wait, what is she in? What is she in? As if she's older, I forgot. Requiem for a Dream. Right. Okay. So I have. I don't know that I've actually seen her in. in um, Beautiful Mind. Mm, okay. Yep. Um, I know who she is. Was she in Twenty Seven Dresses? I don't know. That sounds like a trash movie that I never would have seen. Oh, I'm sorry. Everything's not blabbering. I love, I love how you, you're like, was it this movie that no one has seen? I don't know anyone who's seen 27 Dresses. That is 
that was a shitty rom-com but it was like mainstream that's like how to it couldn't have been that main the how, notebook is mainstream that's a how mainstream to lose a guy rom-com in 10 days and 27 dresses are on the same level i mean how to lose a guy in 10 days who was in it matthew mcconaughey, matthew McConaughey and Some kate woman. hudson yeah okay and who was in 27 dresses i think jennifer Connolly. you don't even know so obviously casting department did a shit job oh yeah blame the casting department. oh here we go here I we go know. it's katherine heigl of course trash judy greer trash so, uh, so randy a- edelman i mean is wasn't he like schindler's editor for that list so uh, uh james marsden nobody cares hey i was in a film with james marsden were you? No, but I wasn't a promotional uh, thing to promote a film for James Marsden. It was called Hop. It was an animated movie, and I dressed up as a bunny and promoted it. Oh, where anyway. were you promoting that? Movie theaters. Listen, did you get did you get hired to be a mascot for a movie? Yeah, by NBC Universal. I did. I'm a professional. Did mascot. you tell them about your mascot experience in high school? Is that how you got in? Yeah, and also I was four foot 11 and that's what they needed yeah true 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 true, true. you are mascot size costume charactering has been wow such great energy how tall are you and they're like great she can be elmo oh. <sighs> i'm fine i don't resent everyone who you're built to be a mascot I, mean, I am someone hire me to be a costume character not on hollywood boulevard you know what is amazing let's go back to uh labyrinth, uh, labyrinth real quick you could have played hoggle yeah i know but i Unfortunately, I was not alive yet. It took three actors to make Hoggle work because it's a puppet. But that's a puppet. I know. Nobody was inside that thing. Too bad. Which is crazy. Why didn't they just give a job to a little person, you fucks? Yeah, that is rude. You know what? There was no diversity in casting at the time. Peter, what's his name? Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage was just a sperm in somebody's sack, probably. No, he's like older than you. Is he? No. Everybody's older than me. I'm so young. Yeah. Uh, so anywho, so Sarah, the loser, is just wandering around in a in park, the in a park, in a dress, reciting, reciting some play. Or I thought she was yeah, auditioning something. for something. Yeah, I thought she was running her lines. Now, when I was younger, I didn't think she was running her lines. But as an older woman watching it, a yo- like a young older woman watching it, I was like, oh, she might be auditioning for something. Well, yeah. Also, as an actress, that's probably mm-hmm. something as you- an actress, I was projecting. I was like, great. She's going out for roles and I'm going out for nothing. I thought it was interesting because as someone who had never seen it, the way they chose to open it where it's almost like um like a twist mm-hmm. like it makes it like she's t- almost directly to camera piece yeah you- like you think oh it's starting here's this maybe uh-huh. princess at a castle mm-hmm. and then it turns out this is a girl in the current times which at the time was you know mid 80s uh-huh. just in a park running lines it's like look i did some losery shit we i did know. not we i did not know. dress up to run lines alone in a park did you not? I feel like that's well within your wheelhouse. Absolutely not. Would you do that now? For free? No. <laughs> I feel like you would do it. No, I would never. I'm not going to do Shakespeare in the park because of my deep love for theater. Sorry, theater people. God bless you. Do you, you have a deep love for theater at all? No. Anywho. I love theater. I love musical theater. You love musical theater. You are a just, musical theater loser. I, first of all, am not. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about musical theater to be a loser about it. You're not like our producer, Sam, who's getting angry in his box in our window. Fuming right now. He's about to burst out in song. He's so mad. He's going to storm the neighborhood, snapping and bending at the knee. I love musical theater. I am 
horribly unversed in so much of it. So when I say I love musical theater to a person who really loves it, they get quickly devastated Mm -hmm. because they immediately go into this like, Here's a song from my favorite musical. And it's and a musical do- that and no I, one's I'm ever like, heard I, of. I don't know that You're one. You're like, no one heard of Annie Get Your Hitchhiking Brother Out of Compton. Yeah, it's always okay. like, you've never heard of The Third Window? And like, what about this one? <laughs> Hoobie Doobie, here's another song from a musical I actually wrote. Bears, that's Bears of the Opera. Yeah, and you're like, I don't fucking know. No one, no one knows that no one cares. I'm the kind of person who says they love musical theater that musical theater people hate because I'm like, you're like Greece, and they're like, "Go oh, fuck you!" Yeah, you like you like the basic bitch ones of yeah, musical theater. Yeah, I'm surface level. Yeah, you're you're shallow, and it's top. I like top forty musicals. Yes, that's so true. That's so true. And Sam is a deep cut kind of guy. Yeah, Sam is to musicals what I am to country music. Yeah, Sam Sam is the guy who liked. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody who's like super underground, but I can't because I don't know anything we don't like know. that. Anywho, so let's let's so. Sarah's Anyways, wandering around in the park. It starts raining. It's a pump fake. You think she's she really, you know, acting and like maybe it's a period piece, but then it just turns out she lives in like Newtown, Connecticut. Newtown, Newton? Newton, Connecticut. So and like, then she runs on home and it's raining and she's with her dog. And then it's she, like anytime USA and she's like, I'm late because she's I'm, supposed to babysit. Yeah, she's supposed to babysit. And then she gets to the, you know, Victorian house. Gorgeous That she house, grew up in, you know, her way. rough time. Um, and her stepmother, her evil stepmother lays into her. You're late you're late how could you you knew we never go out and then of course you know jennifer conley's character's like you always go out and i never have anything i never get to do what i want to do and it's also like what do you want to do recite lines alone in the park you can't do that in your house yeah, you can do it in your house it's you raining loser. and she like hates her little brother because basically she was her father was married before to a woman who kicked the bucket yeah and then he remarried to this woman and then he blew a load in this woman and made a little baby but she seems so to always a huge have to- age gap and she always has to babysit for her little brother who's her half brother yeah well it's like if your parents are going out every fucking night and you have to babysit i could understand how you'd get resentful yeah super resentful it's like what it i don't feel like she's giving up hanging out with friends to do this because i question if she has friends she has no friends she was alone in a park doing theater okay that is a person who has not friends no none at all so oh, otherwise they would be doing it with their friends. They they hand off the little baby, Oscar. Uh, is that the baby's name? Toby. Toby I'm sorry. Oscar. I got it confused with Oscar Stacia's Stacia's little little uh, nephew is Oscar. A friend of ours has a, an Oscar in her family. Uh, I have a few friends who have a few Oscars in yeah. their family. It's, <laughs> it's part of living in Hollywood, really. Um, so Toby, you know, her dad is like is holding Toby, hands it off to her. She like fucking by the way. Toby's in no no she didn't get handed off to her Toby was in the crib my favorite thing in movies is anytime somebody picks up a crying baby in a movie they immediately start shaking them on their hip like they're a salt shaker like just like calm down Toby is that not I mean is that not what you do with a baby no I feel like she does it so they do it so aggressively in movies they're like really being demonstrative of like oh come on baby relax baby gotta get the baby to go well that's what you that's what scientists say is if your baby's acting up you have to shake it is right isn't that shaking baby syndrome it's how they get quiet you have to give them you have to give them the shakes. shaking baby syndrome gotta give that baby parkinson's early onset really give it to it that's hey how my, that's how my dad got the parks you know fucking mama shook him too hard 
He got alone with brother Kenny too often. So, but he was quiet. And I think that's worth noting. So (laughs) a storm is brewing. Okay. She's pissed off. She's with baby Tobes. He's acting a fuss. She had already been reciting some line in the park about like goblins. The goblin King, take the baby. Something about taking the baby. And then she was like, you know what? I wish the goblin King would come and take you. And, and then, then all of a sudden, and then it the cuts lightning to strikes, like, lightning strikes. And it cuts to like a pile of goblins being like, all she's going to do is wish for it. You were saying, why can't she get it right? Oh, she's so close. And then and there's for some reason, even as goblins with a British accent, they all had bad teeth. Like they kept the, they kept it accurate. Like British people never have good teeth. Even the goblins, <laughs> terrible teeth. I thought the no goblins one... teeth was relatively good considering they were goblins. Compared to David Bowie's goblin teeth, they were much better. And okay. then there was that one d- dumb one who's like, well, what she doing? Like, He's the goblin gets shushed all the time, and then and then uh, finally she says it right, and then poof that that owl, the CGI owl that we had seen fluttering, shows up the outside the door. It's fucking window. Bowie. He just comes in through the window <sighs> with his pukage. Uh, because she finally said, "I wish the Goblin King would." Come and take my baby. And she noticed that the baby, baby stopped crying. And then, oh yeah, she and she puts the baby down in the crib. Baby stops crying and the baby disappears. And she's like, what? And then that's when David Bowie shows up with his big old fucking junky ass dick. I mean, I don't think we saw his and dick he's then, like, but he's it like, was implied. Yeah. He was swiveling balls in his hand. Yeah, he was, oh, play. I have never seen ball play like that. He's like, oh, he does like this weird juggling. Yeah, where he like moves Here's it back what and kind forth of on loser his hand, backside. Yeah. Let me tell you this. Had I seen this as a kid, you would have tried that. I guarantee to this day, I would be very good at doing that. I would have obsessed over right. that ball thing until I- Let me I, tell you something. I saw it. I tried it very hard. Very hard to make that ball. So I read about that. They actually brought in a professional juggler who was his stunt hand because Bowie couldn't get it right. It's not very teachable, even though it's David Bowie, the man of many talents, couldn't do it. They brought in somebody who was his stunt hand. I maintain that I would know how to do that had I seen this. As a child, partly because you're right. You were I was that a, much of a loser. I was a loser and I had no yeah, way to go. absolutely nothing. You'd be like, you're heading to the park. You're going to be like, take I the baby, s- Goblin I King. Hey, I'm the Goblin King. Wasn't the park? It parts. was the woods. Yeah, like there was the like a the bayou. Woods. There's a no, bayou. Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi. Sorry, bayou, dead body. Where there's just snakes. Alligator. Like, oh. Alligator's dead body. Snakes. Another human dead body. That's your uncle. Um, just you know, lots of littered body parts. I learned to pitch for softball alone, throwing a ball against a chimney. Was it even a ball or just a hardened kidney from a corpse the world may never know so bowie is like listen gauntlet has been thrown you can get this baby back you got to get it from the castle and for some reason he opens up the window and the fucking front yard of her house is no longer exists it's now a labyrinth labyrinth of a maze and he's like see that castle way 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 back there yeah that's where the baby is you got 24 hours bitch bye but like you're not gonna do it as a kid did that labyrinth look like epic to you yeah oh as a kid, epic. As an adult, I was just like, I was like, this is clearly a set on a table. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like this very big. upsetting, very upsetting as an adult. As a child, I was just like, oh my god, she's never gonna find him. I mean, it's. I just like. I also remember her because I saw this when I was young. So I remembered her being. I f- thought she was so much older than she was because that's what we thought of as like and older kids. I remember thinking, "Oh my god, when I grow up, I want to be as pretty as her." I thought she was ethereal. I thought she was the most beautiful person I'd ever seen in my life. And now watching she's it, I'm fine. like, she's fine. She's like fine. she can catch a dick. 
She's yeah. whatever. She's 16. But, but so could those goblins. Men will yeah. put their penis in anything. Truly. Just come on. That, it's and what's a gooey disturbing goblin. is how her and Bowie had sexual tension. That was weird. And that was we, a time in Hollywood when that kind of sexual tension is the kind of sexual tension that got you jobs. Well, she got that job. I think true, that's true, true. worth considering. I'm not starting any rumors about Jennifer Connelly. But you're Conley. Not, not starting any rumors All I'm about saying Jennifer is Conley. every time I post about loving David Bowie, someone has to come in and go, oh, did you know that somebody said he had sex with two 15-year-olds? And it's like, yeah, okay, well. Sorry, he could get girls, you know? What do you want? He's a sex machine. Look at that man. Did you see his package? That He is... That man is packing some heat. If that's all dick, good God, he'd blow my back out. Oh, my God. I don't I don't know if he would blow your back out. I <laughs> bottom out on my bottom that's already been bottomed out. Listen, we're going to get into his... Uh, Big old... His hoggle and hoggle <laughs> and Ludo. <laughs> After the break, we go into the labyrinth. Mm, bye. All right. We're okay. Let's continue. So she so, she immediately, by the way, goes out the door and basically is at the lab. And then she yeah, she's like, "Come on, feet, don't fail me now." And then she just uh, boopity boop 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 down the hill to the outside of the labyrinth. By the way, like, grabbed nothing. Took nothing, no supplies, no not snacks, a, not a flashlight. No. What kind of woman goes on an excursion with no snacks? You're, yeah, it's like that's a long ass labyrinth. You're not even gonna fucking bring I, a tampon. I mean, she's sixteen. For fuck's sake. There could be bears in there. Your period could attract them. Yeah, or sharks. You don't know if they're coming up in an ocean in there. You might have to swim through that. A freshwater eel? My God. A freshwater eel. So she... She enters the labyrinth. But she gets into the labyrinth. She had to ask for directions. Which is fucking... From Hoggle. And Hoggle's... She's like, hey, how do I get into the labyrinth? He's like, well, you didn't ask right. And she's like, um... Good luck. And then all of a sudden, she, like, figured out how to ask to get into the labyrinth. And he's, like, right there. And the door is just, like, conveniently right fucking behind her. But she goes in, and it goes just right and left, Uh seemingly on forever. And this this is one of Jess's favorite lines in the whole movie. The uh, the Hoggle's like, uh, I wouldn't go that way if I were you. And then she starts going. That's the worm when she Oh, the worm. She starts going for, like, miles to the right. Yeah, yeah, she starts going for miles. That was with the worm. Um, And then she runs into this tiny little worm. Oh, so cute. Who's just... By the way, someone... One of our patrons said it in the chat when we were watching, but, like, I also... Thought we'd get more of the worm. Was hoping the worm would... Honestly, I remember that worm more than almost any other character in that movie. I would have sworn it came back. When he goes, hello, and she looks at the worm like, did you just say Say hello? hello? And And he he said, said, no, I I said said hello. I thought that was fun. Um, Uh, Come in and meet the missus. And she's like, I can't. I got to go get my baby brother. And I like that he's like, things aren't what they seem. And then she realizes that it's almost like an optical illusion. Yeah, of where she needs to go in. So like there's a wall beyond the wall behind her. And it's a green screen, of course. Of course. And she goes one way and he's like, I wouldn't go that way. And then she she, starts going the other way. She's like, thanks and heads the other way. And he's like, thank God she didn't go that way. It would have taken her right to that Goblin King's castle. And I was like, oh, And she's off on a long journey. I just like appreciated that. I mean, organically as a viewer, but also thinking of like, that was classic, like Jem Henson. Yeah. Humor Humor, for kids where you go like, ah, like that was very, I don't know. It felt Fozzie Berry. Yeah. It's so playful and fun, but then things get fucking. Yeah. Then things get fucked up. Um, She, she's in this maze. She, she goes, she starts meeting characters, okay? Lots Hoggle of characters. comes back into play, all right? Hoggle yeah. 
is basically sent by the Goblin King to, to try like, to get her, her off. off trail. All right. Yeah. He's like, but rookie move falls in love with her is of basically course. like she's amazing because how could you not i mean fall in love with not? her well because well first of all the first re-encounter of him she ends up in um what forces her into that oubliette uh, was it the door with the she two, falls the into the oubliette when she falls down the hands Oh, when with the hand. remember when he's like, he's like, she's like, pick a door, which one to go through. You have to ask us which one of us is one of us tells the truth and one of us lies. And then she figured out which one is the truth teller. So she goes through the truthy guy's door. She's like, see, this is great. Takes and one step and just falls through the hole into this like pit of hands. Hands that are like making faces. They're like doing this weird sign language. By the way, shit. those were actually real hands. I read. Yeah. What? Well, of course they There's, were. But those were actual people in there. Like holding her and moving her around but she was on a harness so they weren't actually holding her but they made it look like that and supposedly it was really dangerous yeah i mean that's a huge pile of hands yeah but like at the time movies had a ton of insurance i'm sure at that point in time or they were so just like, lawless or, yeah did you ever read about lawless. milo and otis don't oh it's oh, no, real no, no, hard no, 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 to no, no, they no, had no, like no. 13 otises no no, no 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 i can't i cannot handle the crying i would do i feel like that would yeah be i'm pretty sure one of the animals just went off a waterfall which is so sad. I, Wait, why really? did I say that? We you don't have time to go into it. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was bad. It was very bad. Did, did people know this? Is this a, yeah, I heard about this. I heard it from another podcast. They could have been lying. I, this was my research. I, honestly, they said it. And then I was just like, accepted it as That's fact. one of the saddest things I've ever heard. Um, guys in the chat, uh, guys, you can be in the chat with our, our, our Patreon listeners. L- listening to this live uh patreon.com slash two filthy nerds yeah because if you're watching it on comedy stores youtube it is previously recorded we yeah, are yeah, not live nah, spoiler alert so if you want to in real time tell us how much you hate us and how women aren't funny and how we're dog shit head on over to our patreon it's super cheap and you can do it all the time and we'll actually respond to you or if you so. want to make cool jokes like the people who are there now yay um so she's going through this maze. I'm skipping. I'm skipping some stuff because there's there's some. Oh, just what I thought was interesting, really quick, if I could. The oubliette. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, oublier is a French word that means to forget. Mm-hmm. So, so he was like, the, when you're in the oubliette, you get forgotten. But that's when Hoggle that comes to rescue her. Hoggle gets her out. Just went through like a back door too. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jareth, who, by the way, the Goblin King, his real name is Jareth. I grew up with a kid named Jareth and now I am You're obsessed convinced he was named after with this. finding out if he was named after the guy. Because what else was he named after? I just thought that what was a redneck. mom just had a hot nut for Bowie? But only as movie, that movie. But that only movie. in that movie. I was like, oh, we're going to name him Jareth because you can't name your kid Bowie. I thought... I thought Jareth was such a redneck name. And oh, seeing no. this now Goblin like, King oh named Jareth. Yeah, 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 he's royalty. Are you fucking kidding? We all called him you Lunchbox because oh. he was fat. But his oh, real name was Jareth. Man, you named a fat kid Lunchbox? I didn't do it. It was just... It was, but you leaned into it. It was just there. Shit. It Everybody was like was calling in, him Lunchbox. You knew why because he was a fucking He liked to eat. guy. Yeah, he I would get mad, but he... in his Lunchbox. He would come over to my... We'd all go to my house sometimes for lunch because I lived down the street and he would just like eat everything. So fuck you're you. You're like, listen, he your lunchbox, lunchbox is not my whole refrigerator. He could put He's food like, away. It contains things. I'll take it. You know what? I could put things away. No one would have called me Lunchbox. They called me bulimic. Um, but I wasn't because I'm too cheap for bulimia. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, you guys take that. She's just skinny and eats everything she yep, wants. Yep, 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 yep. Hate me for other things. Yeah, I'll so, just call you a fucking So cunt. they get out of the oubliette and, and, and 
Hoggle promises Jareth that he's gonna like lead her back to the beginning of the maze. So he's supposed, to, but he's like he ends up like kind of like fucking helping her a little bit. But but it's trying to hide the fact that he's it's trying to hide her. the fact that he's like, and then they run into Ludo. They meet Ludo. Well, she this, runs like, into like there's people like abusing. What are we, what? Oh, what puppets the, like dangling Ludo, dangling a abu- like abuse abuse it looked like a scene like from milo and otis last week oh sorry (laughs) yeah it was like a man dangling having shit thrown at him just terrible what what the people who stormed the Capitol would have done to nancy pelosi if they could have if they could have gotten their grubby little hands on grubby little hands and she's standing back skirt falling over her head and then they would have taking these little creatures to bite her yeah and she's standing back like what the fuck do i do and all of a sudden out of nowhere just magically rocks start rolling at her feet she's like i wish i had something to throw and because it's a magical place and where she if has you magical wish for powers things. and you wish for things they come to fruition by the way that she never just like wished for i more. wish I f- or or wished hey where's can someone bring my fucking baby brother to me yeah maybe if you just wished i love it. rocks and my baby brother yeah, but she starts picking up and throwing at these guys and they're wearing helmets. So she's like knocking, knocking their, helmets, their helmets so, so they they're can't blind see. and they're like running and into they're each all other. like biting each other with their little things. Oh, because on the top of their helmets are little like little other monsters that bite. Yeah, you. That is a common theme, by the way. Of, things on of top of things, things on tops of things in the end. Oh, yeah. Heads so, on top so of things. So Ludo comes down and Ludo is like traumatized. Okay? He's this massive, giant, almost dog underbite like mon he looks like a monster like a yeti meets a bison meets like a bear like meets chewbacca yeah they're like on site he would be scary on site but he's like so sweet so gentle scared. And, and all he does is go and he's, Ludo. he just keeps saying his own name because like you he's know, hodor of like the, yeah, the he's Labyrinth that's, that's where that's where Hodor came from. Actually, Ludo is his father. Yeah. He, so Hodor was holding the door. Ludo, Ludo was looting the door. The door. <laughs> he stole the door. So Ludo's traumatized, and she's like, "There, there, 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 there." I'm traumatized too. Let's drama bond, and that's essentially what this whole thing is: is everybody who's stuck in the maze under the rule of Jareth is just very traumatized, except for this guy she meets, Sir Didymus. Oh, Didymus. Now, Didymus. Oh, yeah. They continue on for a while. Sir, well, they come to the, a bridge. Yeah, the the bog. They the bog of eternal stench. Okay, so Jareth, Jareth says to Hoggle, "If you don't do what I say, I will banish you to the um bog bo- bog of eternal stench, which of course is what I call my vagina. Yes, and and I as as someone who's sitting." very close to it i could not agree more it's actually sort of an understatement <laughs> now that is the noise my vagina makes because she's cavernous um <laughs> and that's how she introduces a, i have an oubliette for a vagina things go in there and, and you they forget get forgotten about them. <laughs> <laughs> oh if that isn't the sound bite for this about us just talking about our vaginas you have a bog of eternal stench and i'm an an ubli- a, a, a place where you forget things. a black oubliette Ooh, my kind of black my my kind of oubliette okay they so, get nearly thrown into the bog but they don't they make it out they are doing this sort of like side swindle side shuffle thing it's very and, much like way, harry potter oh, don't touch the water yeah, don't touch the water but like they knew not to touch the fucking water yeah. it smells so bad but Ooh. what i loved is that you know before she had 
you know, experience the bog of eternal sin, she was like, how bad could it smell? And then she smells it and she's like, oh my God, rotting pus carcass. And Ludo's like, smell! Smell bad! Smell bad! Um, He gets right to the point. Ludo's a man of few words, but they're very direct. they come to this guy on a who's like guarding a bridge and they're like we need to get over the bridge he's like no you need to it's like he's like you need to ask yeah he's you like you need to ask properly and it you all- can't get out no he's, he's like refusing to let them pass and he's like no one can pass without permission and yeah, she's yeah, like and okay like, then can we can have, have permission? permission and he's like okay uh, yeah i guess so after you and he's but, this little like before fox that character. he's like fighting he's like fighting with them and he rides uh, a dog, a she- an old English sheep dog, which by the way looks like her dog, which looks like her dog. Yes, in the yes, beginning. Yes, in the beginning, I think it's you know for the sake of like casting, they use the same dog. Otherwise, I feel like they would have used. I didn't dog. know if it was like, are they saving on animal budget, or was it supposed to be reminiscent of? Because it? it's an echo of her real life. Because I'll tell you what, I was surprised we didn't see. I really thought, and I think it's because some of these things gave me a very. Wizard of Ozzy feeling. Mm-hmm. She keeps meeting characters who then join her on this journey, mm-hmm. much like Dorothy does in Wizard of Oz. I thought we were going to see the stepmother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Labyrinth. In some incarnation. And I was surprised we didn't. You know, one of the things I read about the movie is that they, they, if you see, remember at the beginning of the movie when they're like panning across her bedroom and they're like kind of showing her bedroom just like some establishing yes. shots and they pan past a bunch of books and one of them was Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So the inspiration for the movie was a lot of it was drawn from those these, books. Yeah, if you watch, you can see these like different books and they, they have said, you know, since the movie came out, yeah. it, it was supposed to be kind of foreshadowing yeah. to... Uh, what was going on like in her mind and her what subconscious. What her like big, and, uh, you know, excursion was And also be apparently like, her mirror is a shrine to David Bowie. Yeah. So if you look at the mirror, it's a shrine to David Bowie. So what's funny about this, this Goblin King character is it going like, oh, well, he's playing this Goblin King, but like, it's like in her mind, mm-hmm. it's David Bowie as yeah. a Goblin King. Mm-hmm. Like it is David Bowie. So it's like she was automatically drawn to him and he was drawn to her because he was a pedophile in the yeah. movie. And in life. And in life, I guess. Uh, but we don't know. But God rest his soul. Wow, what a talent. Uh, they kept cutting back to him, you know, as she's getting further on the journey. He's surrounded by these dancing goblins in his Dancing goblins. And he, by the way, just such a piece of shit. He'd always like say something that's just not funny at all. And he'd like look around and be like, time to laugh. Yeah, he's like every male comedian I've yeah, ever met. Every just male like, comedian. <clears throat> that's your cue. That I was the punchline. funny. <laughs> So, um, so he's, you know, a very bad, vi- uh, I also found out that the baby was terrified of him. I mean, I understandable. Think, I, I think anybody, he's got a very powerful essence. I think that does. would be overwhelming for most babies when he's not in a goblin King costume. I mean, could you imagine being a baby and seeing that face and just coming as a baby? Just a kid just throwing a rope. He, there's a lot of original music. I mean, he has that one time where he sings. Can she we gets talk past about something. Babies coming, Sam? Are you going to edit out ba- Babies Coming? Hey, Babies Come and Babies Go. That. And that's... And as long as I'm coming, I don't care if the babies are coming or going. I don't want anything to do with babies. So... Ooh, babies. Should I stop coming? Ooh. Is that what causes babies? Baby. Uh, You're coming now. His coming. Maybe. Maybe, baby. She reminds me of a babe. Okay, so that song. She reminds me of a babe. So it cuts cuts back to him fucking kind of being angry that she's getting further along. Mm -hmm. And he sings, all the music is original Bowie songs. Mm -hmm. But he sings this song, She Reminds Me of the Babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power Power of voodoo. Who do you do? 
Remind me of the babe. What in the fuck was he talking about? There is, there are many moments in this film where I'm like, you know what? Mushrooms would be great right about now. I think this was meant to be watched. I think a lot of, I would love for someone to tell me what, how often Jim Henson did hallucinogenics. Does someone know that? Is there information on that? You know what? I did a whole, I don't know if I've said this before. So stop me if I have. Have I, I did a whole report on him in 10th grade. No, you, honestly. In 10th grade, we were assigned. Go on, you loser. We had to write an essay about, and no one, you had to pick a person and it couldn't be someone anyone else picked, but, um, uh, you know, they'd be like, oh, it's taken. You had to do an essay and a presentation on the most influential person in American history. And I chose Jim Jim Henson. I mean, that is how much I love Jim Henson. In your life, he could have been. And And my argument in my speech was that like, in my personal American history, mm-hmm. the man who has been the most influential to me because I fucking grew up loving Fraggle Rock. I love the Muppets. Also, we should do I'm Fraggle sure Rock. Your teacher thought you were super fucking like deep for saying Jim Henson. Well, after she turned me down for first requesting to do Hugh Hefner, I don't think she thought I was that deep. <laughs> but uh, she's like, you can't. And I'm like, all right, well, you can continue to censor the media, but you're never going to stop the truth. And that's Wait, was this in, important. Was this in Alaska? Yeah. Or, okay, it was Alaska. All right. Uh, I, I love that teacher. Other students were like, John Deere. Yeah, no, but like, for real. You, but you look at like, I mean, you look at Labyrinth, you look at Dark Crystal. But Fucked even just, up. That man was doing fucking drogas. I mean, who came up with Fraggle Rock that wasn't in some sort of like deep mushroom trip about how like we're just a tiny part in this bigger world? Like there's the, another world below us. Like the, what? Because the Fraggles are like in a hole in the wall inside of a man's, you know, this is a regular man on earth mm-hmm. workshop and you go in, there's this whole underground world. You go outside that, there's this whole world of gorgs. It's like worlds inside worlds inside worlds. You remember Fraggle Rock really well. I just I, remember the song and how cute they were. You know why? It's because in Germany, we didn't have, there wasn't like English speaking TV. They had one like armed forces channel. So my grandma. That's how they continued to promote uh, anti-Semitism without the the English speaking folk finding out. Yeah. That they just go like, no, it's just a shoe commercial. Do you want to know where we got these shoes? <laughs> They're vintage. And you're like, I'm just going to yeah, change vintage it to the- shoes. You don't want to get vintage shoes in, in, <laughs> in, in Germany. Germany. Yeah, no. This uh, came from your ancestors. Bad news. Uh, but wow, were they made well. Boy. You know what? That is, that is such a testament to Jewish craftsmanship that those the shoes, shoes still, still lasted. I have walked through more pairs of cheaply made shoes in the last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Hol- the Holocaust Museum really is just like a gold mine of like reselling shoes. I've just... Quali- you know what shoes of that time have you ever- i got a pair of vintage yeah they're made to last yeah and i wore them around europe and boy were my feet hurting by the end and yeah. i think that was god telling me this was a shameful decision yeah yeah no no that was god being like oh you're in germany and your shoes hurt imagine how the jews felt when they had yeah. to walk thousands of miles until they died because god is a jewish woman as we know i Who gave wants- you my only son my only son I'll never and look what you bit. gave to me look what you gave to me my only begotten son i don't fucking he was a carpenter so what it was a job it was a job it was a noble career oh the point of that was my grandma would record these were the days when you could like hit record on VHSs and just whatever was on the TV would, would just record, yip, and record. Yip, yip, yip. So she would record like Saturday morning cartoons and send us a bunch of tapes. But I only had that handful of tapes. So I would rewatch the same shit over and over. So like 
There is one Fraggle Rock episode that I probably know front to back yeah. because I watched it over and over, but it was just my front favorite. to back. Not only a good way to know Fraggle Rock, but also a good way to wipe. Yeah. Front to back. As Don't some people ever learn the hard way. Back to front poopy balls. Yeah. Or, or UTI. Yeah. Woof. Burner. Oh, boy. Burner. I used to get chronic UTIs. Yeah, I, I still do. I don't think that's why, because I remember being feeling pretty bullied about the fact that I kept being at... Maybe the first one was, I think I was a little kid. I don't think anyone explained to me how to wipe. I think I just had to figure it out. That's a metaphor for my entire childhood. Uh, but I just kept getting them. And after a while I was like, yeah, I don't die. But go front to back. Can you find another solution? And you know what worked for me is that my stepmom told me if you get another UTI, they're going to send you to a urologist who's going to stick a, uh, something the size of a spoon up there to have to look at it. And I just never had a UTI again. Wow, that's they just you. went away. Just so you know, I went to a urologist this past week, and it's it's you don't even feel it. He was like, because he does this. Thing you where, don't, because your like, pussy like, fell apart. Like, yeah, I mean, my vagina is a giant waistline. It's an oubliette. We've said this. Um, it, he was like, "Do you feel this?" I was like, "No." I'm like, "Is this something there?" He's like, "It's not cold." I was like, "No, I feel nothing." Is my urethra dead? Are the nerve endings dead? Is it turning black? I don't know. I mean, like he, Dumbledore's hand. He said, "I'm fine." I have some issues down there. We'll talk about it another time. I'll be setting up a GoFundMe for the surgery that I'm ultimately ultimately going to need. I'm not sure if my insurance covers it. We'll see. I'll be setting um, up a GoFundMe for the for the price of the surgery so that I can pay off my student loans and pay perfect, my rent. Perfect. 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 Uh, so we've derailed derailed so you know there's a scene where she goes into this like dream state where it's a masquerade ball that's weird oh because because uh hoggle gives her a peach yeah hoggle gives her a peach that makes her forget yeah he was given by jareth and he guiltily is like yeah here have this so it's basically like two bros are at a bar one of them roofies the girl and then he lets the other friend just fucking date rape her yeah but instead of date raping her bowie's like let's tango let's dance Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Why That's- did she? Was she wearing red shoes? You think? I don't know. That would have been way too. By much, the way, like, why red shoes? Why didn't they play that song? I, I don't know. know. I think that is that a Dorothy reference. I have no idea. Yes, it is. It has to be. You cannot reference red shoes and it not be a. Dorothy I don't know. Reference. I feel like red shoes for going out is just iconic. Did you ever hear that? You're gonna say no and tell me to go fuck myself. The Kelly Pickler song, <laughs> Red honestly, High Heels. Honestly, you were right. Go fuck yourself. Because I'm the going fuck is out tonight. I'm going in my red high heels. She's she was a country singer on American Idol who loved. Oh, I remember Kelly Pickler. She was on American Idol. Oh, yeah. Her mom wholesome, abandoned her. Wholesome. That girl. Wholesome. 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 She maybe I got that plans one girl would have been in Hitler Youth in about a fucking snap of a finger. up. She would have been leading Scoopity the song. She would have been Ava Braun's personal assistant. Baby, I've got, pl- and I'm going out tonight in these shoes from Jews. Shoes from Jews. Oh my Jews. God, that's, that's the, not good. That was good. a big shoe store during the Holocaust. Shoes from Jews. Shoes from Jews. Oh, I'm just going to run over to SV- SFJ and grab a few things. Do you need anything? Oh, I love shoes for Jews. Could, let me not have any boots. You? Let me just come with you. Oh, it's a little booties. Oh, boots aren't in season yet. They, they, the Jews from last season already been picked over. But if you wait for having a whole new stock of Jews coming through this winter and we'll get more boots. These are going to go out completely do you think? Soon. Do you think any Jew like ended up wearing like a pair of flip-flops to Auschwitz and was like, God, I really picked the wrong shoes today. I picked the wrong shoes to flee from my home and then get fucking trapped. I think it's and like... Are we going to get canceled for this? I don't know. I'm a Jew. She's a half Jew. We're allowed to make fun of it. Um, okay, we're not so- making fun of it. We're making fun of the Germans. Um, 
you know. Okay, anyway, so. Listen, this is how we cope. Fuck you. So. Uh, so she ends up in this dream state where she's having, that's where the sexual and then tension she, and That's where the in. sexual tension comes in. But at some point during the dream state, it's shattered. She remembers. That she's in a dream state. That she's in a dream state. She, she tries remembers. To, she's inside, like inside an ornament. Yeah. And then breaks her way out and then remembers that she's trying to find her little brother. Yeah. It takes her a minute, but she's like, I was looking for something. She comes to, and she's like, Oh my God, wait, I have all my clothes on. Was I raped in a fraternity at Stanford? No, which it was has happened to all of us. Were you like, was yes. I raped? Where are my underwear? Do you ever like when you like are out and you're drunk, do you ever like wake up and you're just like pat your holes to make sure they're intact? Not anymore. <laughs> fortunately, <laughs> but the I, whole pat down. I would be lying if I didn't if I said that there wasn't a good chunk of my college career where yeah, I woke yeah. up and went, uh-oh. I don't know what your happened. Are like, yes, you lost your wallet. You're like, yeah, and my dignity. Let's get out of here. Yeah. So that was before Lyft and Uber. Everyone has it so easy. You had to like yeah, call yeah. a friend to come pick you up from some stranger's apartment. Yeah. Or where, like, like, I don't know what happened to my bra. And there's like cum in your hair. And then you just collect all your stuff in your arms, like crumpled. And you're, you in just your get into the heels. car. Your fucking mascara is coming down your face. Is it crying? Is it cum? We're and you're not like, sure. Brunch? Did you just sweat a lot when you were sleeping? Because for some reason you were sick and then you broke a fever in a fucking hot in a dorm or a fraternity, fraternity. anywho so she comes to she's like all right they're getting to the castle they're super close and all of a sudden they send in like the goblin army to like get them and like oh this is all out war and fucking warfare didymus right? is like so didymus is like charge and first of all didymus delusional he is delusional as a male comic who thinks he's funny yeah, this like, is like he's open like, oh, micer have- who shows up and they're like, I'm going to have a special. I'm, I'm going to have a special have a- tomorrow. And then they go up and they're like, <laughs> doing they're a like, street like, joke. Women are fucking, all women do is make fucking sex jokes and talk about their pussy. And then so they anyways, I was jerking off yeah. to a picture of a rabbit. And you're like, all right, all fucking right. idiot. So they battle these guys. The battle is not that important. Um, but what's important is they finally get into the castle. And she's like, listen, you guys. I have to do this on my own. Yeah. Wait, I want to back up for just a second. Okay. Because I'm about to complain about women. Yeah. Uh, before we, because I, I want to lean into that as well. But there's this thing that I think we overlooked. It's not a huge part of the plot, but Ludo can call rock. Oh, yeah. Ludo, Ludo, which is very reminiscent of the never ending story, the rock biter. Is it? Mm-hmm. Does he call rocks or he does eats he just. Rocks. He eats rocks. I feel like it just. It's the, just two men who have relationships with rocks. Okay, that's fair. So Ludo gets them across the bog by calling rocks up from under the yeah, sea. Yeah. And then when they're in this big warfare, all of a sudden they're like, Ludo, call the rocks. And he's like, rocks, rocks. And then rocks start barreling in. I don't know. He doesn't say rocks. I feel like that's what he did. Look, I don't think he's not a smart man no nothing thing. about him he, if he were a human he'd speak with a southern accent he's Lenny from Of Mice and Men absolutely uh, I'm the bro- and, uh, I and I want to make my- look I brought in the walks but like he d- I mean that's what that's that he, does. Is the, he does he's that's special. the final thing on I mean the rocks is what really knocks him out yeah so anyway she gets in the castle I'm she sorry. gets into the castle she gets into the castle and now she's used these three men all right not a very feminist story. Just a woman who desperately needed three men to, to get, get where she was going. Goal. And then she finally got to where she was going. And she's like, you know what, guys? 
I got to do this alone. I got to go get the glory on my own. Yeah. She climbed to where she was on the backs of three other people, got there and was like, I'm going to pretend I did this all, all by, by myself. myself. Does that remind you of anyone, anyone in Hollywood? Hillary Clinton. Uh, what? <laughs> Hillary Clinton, you lizard bitch. You know what? You just turns into Listen, a fucking Kathy, crazy. You got to back Kathy's her mom. Kathy, her mom hated Hillary. Anyways, I'm sure a lot of the fucking shut-ins hey, on, the, hey. on, the, on, the, on the on the She still does. She still does. <laughs> All the shut-ins on the comedy store YouTube are like, "Yeah, fuck Hillary." So, she gets into this MC Escher maze and that's when Bowie like comes in singing with his fucking big old package. Yeah, they by the way they do it's like they they do a shot to make sure they show his package. Honestly, I cannot believe how everything he wore accentuated more and more. I think by the end of the movie, his package had like doubled in size. It's like, does he have a big dong? Was that an inside joke just for him? Is that in his writer? Because I, as we'll I, I, learn I, yeah. in Saturday's episode, yeah. his dick shows up, I think, in every movie he does. He's, it's 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 actually part of every contract he has ever put for gotten for a movie. He's like, listen, he has his his lawyer knows it. His lawyer's like, listen, Bowie's not gonna do this. Um, unless, unless his dick makes a cameo, he needs an accentuated. They're like, okay, well, penis. we can't have raw dick in this. It's a movie for kids. It's a Jim Henson movie. And, and they're like, like, what about an outline, like a, a mushroom yeah. stamp <laughs> against his thigh? Bulges. How do you feel about bulges? And they're like, um, a like, sock bulge, fine, no sock. imprints. But wait, what about like, what about catcher, professional baseball catcher cup bulge? Yeah, if the, if right where his dick is on his pants, for some reason, is a different color. Perfect. It Inexplicably. Just, and then shading. Can we get some shading on the cock piece? We need a dick light. There's just, it's dick, got its own light. Yeah, it's, it has its own light. Absolutely. No question about it. It's actually that it's actually a small person. That was Peter Dinklage. It's actually like when you hear, when you listen to him sing, you hear harmonizing. That's just his dick. Yes. The dick is like. Mm. And then when he was doing the thing in the, in the, in the maze, it, when he was walking through the, the stairs, remember when he's walking on the stairs and then he tips over, that's just uh, his dick pulling The him momentum down. of his dick just <laughs> swinging just like, him around. He's like, he's like, whoa. It's like his, and then when he comes up from it. It's yeah, like his. Like, di- it's like his dick has a mind of its own. Like it's like <laughs> pulling him forward. But he get to get back up. He like throws it over his shoulder. He's like, whoa! Do your dick uh, hang low? Do it wobble to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? Can you throw it over your shoulder like a continental soldier? Does your Bowie hang lowy? <laughs> Look, you guys. The point is, she gets the baby. It was all a dream. It was all a dream. I used to read Labyrinth the book, and then I'd go to the park, and I'd. Anyway, so <laughs> you know, at the end, everybody, everything's happy, and it's like, you know, she's like, "Was it a dream?" You know, these people were my friends, and, and she looks in the sudden, mirror, she looks in the mirror, and she doesn't see them there, and then she looks in the mirror, she sees them, turns around, they're not there, and then looks back to the mirror, and they're like, they're like, Sarah, if you ever need us. All you need to do is ask. And she's like, I need you. And then she turns around. I just got goosebumps. And they're all there. Well, is it because you feel like, is this a metaphor for like not letting go of your childhood completely? I'm just so sad. Why? so lonely. Wait, what? (laughs) What in the... Call on your childhood. Yeah, maybe if you had been more of a loser like me and invested in the characters of your childhood, you would have things to reminisce on. Well, you didn't have a dad. Yeah. So you had to get dad figures and characters. Yeah, well, 
I'm not sad right now. Yeah. That's a lie. We both have dead dads. In any case, you guys, that's the story. Um, she makes it out. It's kind of like it was all a dream, but like, was it a metaphor for like mm-hmm. your subconscious and like how that like, you know, you can grow up and still, you know, still have a place in your heart for these, these things of the past and memories. We may never know. Mm-hmm. All we know is at this point, David Bowie's got at least the outline of a big dick. If that dude doesn't have a fucking python, just a fucking pipe, like when he pulls his pants down, it falls like a fucking twin tower. Just a <laughs> big old fucking dick. It was an inside job. Okay. <laughs> Look, that, and this did nothing to curb my fears that he may have been a pedophile. But. All in all, is it one of those things where it's like, uh, look at the art, the the work over the artist, separate the art from the, the artist. artist? Yeah, yeah, I guess. so. I mean, his work, phenomenal. Then this was Jim Henson's work, and I want to go. I want to go out noting another a uh, display of mastery of puppeteering. I mean, Hoggle was manned by three people. You mm-hmm. saw all these goblin puppets, mm-hmm. very beautiful. All I mean, all of those puppets were made by hand. Mm-hmm. That's fucking. It's a hit for Jim. I Hansen. now know. I now know why you love Jim Hansen so much. Jim Hansen, Hansen, Hansen. Jim Hansen, the the fifth <laughs> Hansen brother. Uh, which of course we know there were three members of Hansen. A fat brother who was not in the band, probably because of he wasn't bias. even in the family. And then <laughs> Jim Hansen. They're like you're too big to be in this family. Yeah, you're too big for our band. Uh, literally, you don't fit on stage. Um, and then Jim Hansen, who they suspected. It's like, you know, of course he had Bowie. It's like a guy who does puppets, probably not not a pedophile. No. If you are into puppets, there is a 99.9% chance you fantasized about tickling something you shouldn't be tickling. But honestly, if your love for puppets brings to life Big Bird and Kermit, finger me as a kid. I don't yeah, care. absolutely. I Make mean, you me must your have puppet. Been a super boop, cute boop, kid. Boop, 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 boop. I would have been a great finger puppet. Anyway, we right, gotta guys, go. Thanks. We'll see you on the next episode Check where out. we talk about the next David Bowie movie. The man who fell to earth on Saturday. Fell to earth with his big dick. And join Patreon to be part of our live stream next week where we start the last Harry Potter book. Good night. Bye. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production. <laughs>